Hi, I'm Andrew, and this is Social Dragonfly. How are you doing? So, I had like a whole plan for what my first episode was. Um, I first know that the first episode can't be too long, because you're just overselling what you have to offer. And you just want to kind of introduce yourself, kind of understand everything and stuff. And I had this whole plan of like talking about like what I've been going through this year and stuff, but... It really doesn't seem like that's a really appropriate thing to kind of get to know me as an individual and stuff like that. So, first of all, hi, my name is Andrew. This is my first try at doing a podcast. We'll see how this works out. I may give up in the beginning of next year or something like that, but I'm hoping to keep on doing this for a little bit. But um, I was just thinking, last night I was kind of looking at things I was had on the DVR and I saw that Swingers on and I was like, oh, there's so many like memories that I'm kind of coming back from. It's just, it's kind of like comes to the surface as I'm watching this movie. And um, maybe I'll watch this while we kind of talk. How about that? So I forward it to the 54 minute mark and I told you this is Swingers, but I'm pretty sure you think this is something else. Yeah, watching Jaws, right? Um, Mikey, who's played by John Favreau, just coming to the bar, saddles, or kind of, kind of comes to the side of this one woman just sitting at the bar. First of all, bars remember bars. He's like talking her up and stuff. This is 1996, by the way, this movie. I mean, he's just, this is like such a, this is a time when I was in college. I was like, I was in New York at Columbia. That's the last time I'll mention him. I went to Columbia because I don't like to. Oh, look at that. He got a number. 310 number. This is in LA, by the way. Let's just pause right there. Remember this conversation back in the day. Like, how long do you call after getting a number? And um, you got Vince Vaughn in this movie. You got Ron Livingston in this movie. You got John Favreau, who created The Mandalorian now. He looks super thin and super young. Now he's like a very, very stocky guy and stuff. And it's just, wow, it just takes back. It takes me back and stuff. But they're talking about six days. Six days. Yeah. I would never be able to wait that long. But it's funny to look at it in the eye of 2020 at back in 1996 and seeing what they were all thinking back then. Too good. Anyway, um, my next favorite part of this movie is coming up. Um, they're leaving this restaurant. 
Okay, so here they come out of the restaurant. One guy's shoulders, one of their gang. And we got some issues. They're just shouting at each other. Mikey's going, what do I got myself into? And the guy named Sue pulls out a gun and just starts pointing at him, John Woo style. These guys drive off and get the fuck out of town. And they're here, and Sue's here just still holding the gun. my favorite line. I mean, you're not from here, all right? You don't know how it is. I grew up in L.A. Whatever, It's different out here. It's not like New York, Mikey. Fucking A-Right, it's not like New York. Out here, you can avoid trouble. Anyway, that that's one of my favorite lines. It's still funny today. You're from the hood. Anaheim. Um, but yeah, this is this is what, like my fun, most, most favorite movie, seriously. But yeah, we got some... Get some people like imagine that happening in 2020 today. I'm just it probably wouldn't. I think everyone would be knocking in each other, looking at their phone coming out of the bar, and this actually happened without them. No one looking at the phone at all, and just kind of like having issues this way and stuff like that. Um, just a absolutely great movie. I love this movie so much. And then there's the scene. Um, there's a scene where John Favreau like calls a number eventually and just leaves a string of verbal diarrhea of just calling over and over having a relationship with the woman he just got the phone number for um answer machine he leaves close to and i'm not exaggerating like maybe 15 messages on there to a point where the woman picks up the answer machine and goes lose my number stop calling and he just is a wreck um but yeah this is really one of my favorite movies and stuff like that. Um, let's see what else we have here. I'm just going to kind of flip through. Um, so our boy Mikey is just absolutely depressed. One of his friends comes by, kind of, um, he's just has brings by a sandwich, a drink, tells him, let's go outside, let's go, let's go do something and stuff like that. And um, they eventually go hang out at some place some guy, one of their friends' house. Um, let's see what else do we have here. And then yeah, they're playing video games, and they're playing video games with the gangbangers, quote unquote gangbangers. They just like almost got killed by Sega Genesis. Shout out to Sega Genesis. They're acting like they're buddies for the longest time. It's just amazing. 
Um, yeah, I kind of miss having friends like this. And or actually having people like this. We can just go out and have fun and stuff. Um, I'm 40-something now. Um, back when this movie was out, I was... Let's see. Doing the math, doing the math, doing the math. I was about 21. 22, 20, 20. I was 20 almost. 2021. 20, and I really didn't know how to do any of this stuff. I saw this movie probably in 99. So I was probably close to 24 while kind of watching this all unfold. And like I knew some friends who would like go out, hang out some places and stuff like that. But nothing like... Vince Vaughn's character in this movie. He's like just a best friend you could have. Knows what you wanted. Knows, kind of knows your old MO. He knows how to talk. He knows how to like have a conversation. Knows how to like kind of, kind of curry or kind of corral like camaraderie with like everybody and stuff like that. And just be really nice to hang out with. And I have a friend like that right now. But it's a little bit different now in terms of COVID where I don't really see that guy very much. I think may see him once a week. Back when I was working, it's probably hardly I saw the person at all. Um, so it's a little different now. Also in my 40s, I, I'm still single. I don't really have any kind of idea how to meet new people now in this day and age. Um, it's just super, super like kind of difficult to kind of understand how the, how that whole went, might work in this day. You got apps now, meeting new people, which doesn't really work for me. Um, I just don't think I present the entire, like, well, it's, we're not going to talk about Tinder or something. We'll talk about, like, Bumble or Hinge or anything like that. I don't know how to, like, I know how to write a resume. I found a job this year um, online virtually, which is weird. See, I, I can do this. I can find a job online. It took me a while. Believe me, it took me a little bit of while, a little while to kind of find a job to be able to kind of how I could like present myself professionally, and I think I've had no problem kind of doing that in my past, presenting myself professionally, kind of like showing what I can do. Um, I'm probably failed like many a few times, like doing all this online virtual kind of interviewing and stuff like that, going through the phone and stuff like that phone interviews, talking with various people, going through an exhaustive process all the way to the end just to be rejected for a job. So I've done that for about like a year or so, maybe a little bit more. So kind of, kind of, I've been looking for a job for a little bit. And now this past, this past month, I was able to apply for jobs, get through all those interview process, juggling different interviews back and forth and stuff like that. And then just be able to, at the end of the day, actually beginning of November, I was presented with three jobs and made a really tough decision to on which one to choose. And now I'm working a new job, just went through orientation last week, and I couldn't be happier with kind of the future of working for this company. It deals with cancer, deals with cancer detection. Um, I work in automation, robotics, so I kind of do all these scientific things on the robot. Um, I feel really confident with myself. But after the end of the day, I'm now back to like my life living in isolation somewhat in, during COVID. Where I really don't know how to meet anyone right now. 
And also, really, to be honest, I'm really focusing more about my career and being able to do well in that. So I prioritize that first. And then anything else like that, I'm probably going to like go, okay, well, I have some time. See if I can meet people. I used to play softball when we were under, not under lockdown. Played kickball. Met people. Go to bars. Kind of hang out. Meet people. Go to house parties and stuff. And now it's just me coming home. Making dinner. Catching up on TV and stuff like that. Because now I have a good excuse. I can't go and meet people because it's time of Corona. I can't do any of this stuff right now. It is very difficult to meet people. Um... Online still doesn't really work. And um, that's kind of how I live right now. Um, professionally, great. Socially, it's a little bit of a kind of a wall placed in front of me. And I really can't get past it. But that's fine. I have other things I'm kind of happy about, proud of, and stuff like that. I just wish things were a little bit different. Wish I can translate this to other things on my life and stuff like that. And I actually came across this kind of decision maybe like three, four years ago. I had a similar opportunity where I had like four, like three jobs presented to me. And I decided to stay in San Diego because it's such a great place to live in. Great place to kind of see and meet people. The weather's great. It's not like the Bay Area, which I'm from. Being able to kind of see, see, meet people, experience new things, go out eat different foods, meet different people. I have no problem making friends. That is not at all my problem at all, I feel. Um, but I feel like this year I am going to try to cut out a lot of the negative stuff that makes me not feel great about myself. There's a lot of things that I've experienced in the past couple weeks where I think people are just using me as a kind of a joke or something like that. In some social circles I'm still part of, I feel like I'm the easy target. I kind of stick my foot in my mouth constantly. Um, I'm trying to be really kind of witty and good good talker and be able to kind of defend myself, shit talk my friends and stuff like that. But I feel like I've become more and more like a joke and more and more like um, I'm just easy target to pick on. I'll just pick on him and stuff like that. And I'm after this past year of like not really seeing people and then if I see people like that, and be able to pick on. I, I don't want that. I refuse to have that. And I deserve better than that. Really. Honestly. Um, and I, I don't need to deal with that shit anymore. It really pains me to like kind of think. Okay I need to cut this stuff out. No matter how much joy they might have brought me back. When times were different. I can't continue. Living with. Always being like a butt of a joke. Or just kind of being like ostracized that way. And it's not as dire as i kind of making it sound like right now as I'm kind of hearing myself say these words. It's not that bad, but I certainly don't need it in my life. Um, I need a little more positively, positivity. And yeah, I really feel like it, it could be a lot better than what I'm doing with dealing with right now. So let's get back to the movie. And this is my other favorite part of this movie, where they're going to the derby. 
Um, this is a restaurant where they just kind of uh, have just dancing. This is night late nineties, so let's not forget that late nineties swing was coming around. So you got Big Bad Voodoo Daddy in this movie. Oh, such a great movie. And um, I remember, like, back in the late 90s when I was working for another company, I learned Swing because I really liked this girl at work. And um, somehow Swing was just really starting to get coming back. Trying to get back into, uh, or had a resurgence back in the late 90s. And um, people were kind of doing that. And maybe that's why the gin and tonic line. Maybe that's why I like gin and tonics nowadays. Um, just because it's just super clean drink. But yeah, we're not reviewing drinks today. I love this movie. I watched this movie so many times, and then, at some point, I got connected with a bunch of people on Facebook, including my high school uh, classmates, and I watched this movie again, and I didn't realize, in this one scene, never mentioned her? Yeah, she really is a nice girl. Um, that girl that they're talking to at the table is uh, my high school classmate. Um, I knew her back then as Femi Valentine, but she's Femi Plimpton now. And I really did not notice her the first three or four times I watched this movie until I realized that scene. It's like, oh my gosh, she's in it. So I messaged her out, messaged her on Facebook. Um, shout out to her if she's actually listening to this. I'm going to call her out on Facebook if she wanted to like hear this part of my conversation. But yeah, I never really noticed until I watched it again. And I just kind of like looked again because I don't think I even paid attention to who was playing that character in this movie. Um, because I was so distracted by what Mikey, John Favreau's character, was going through in this movie. And I just maybe didn't notice it or something. But Shout out to her. Back in the late 90s, she was in this Swingers movie that I really loved. And um, now she's living in Florida. So shout out, Femi. Hi. Anyway, so we're going back to the movie. And Mikey is now gone to get a drink at the bar. Um, he's gone through hell in this movie. He has no confidence. He is trying to just be happy. Something that I kind of want to be as well. But he's at the bar. He's sitting there. He's told all these different things from his friends and stuff. And then he's sitting at the bar and he sees Lorraine. Um, portrayed by Heather Graham. Now it's Lorraine as a woman. Mikey is looking back at her again. And she's, he sees a rabbit. So this whole like kind of metaphor that he is hunting <laughs> prey or that rabbit and he's going to like be on the move and pounce 
which sounds really, really aggressive nowadays. But in the course of this movie, he is a very, har very harmless guy, and he just wants to meet someone. So he does the whole side kind of glance, kind of like moving to the bar to order a drink and kind of talk her up and stuff like that. I can't wait for the next part of the scene. Lorraine liked the quiche. Oh, that part kills me. And now his friends are at the bar. Another shot of Femi. Um, seeing his his buddy like make a move, talk up a girl, a woman at the bar. Uh, see, at this point, you think he's going to spiral again and just give his life story again, which is what has failed him before in this movie. Back to his friends, just, oh, bless him. Oh, they're, they're so happy for him. They're, like, really, really, like, concern and want him to be happy. Um, yeah, did I mention I learned swing dancing when this movie came out? I barely remember any of it, but, and now she wants him to dance. And, um, check it out. Oh my god. It's fucking on. Oh. I can't believe I did not notice her during this whole time. She's like right there, and I just didn't notice her at all. Anyway, yeah. As you, you hear the music, this is not swinging music. This is very, very kind of low jazz, kind of like very, very, and it's like dancing cheek to cheek. And I'm like, well, this is just the worst dance to be doing this to. You just like met her, talked about Wisconsin, how you went from New York and stuff, how they left Lowe's behind and stuff. Well, there's there's that. He does like a courteous little dip. And I guess we're done. Oh, wait. Nope. At this point, while watching this movie, I go, how in the world 
is he he doesn't hiss not shown any kind of like prowess in being a dancer but they're full swing dancing around him he's just kind of they're just kind of standing around it's kind of the same kind of like slow dancing kind of like stance so he just kind of moves slowly a little, little bit well yeah just move the hips that's all you need to do move the hips follow the baseline this is swing so No, oh, a little bit. Does a little twirl. Twirls her a little bit. Twirls her again. And at this point, you realize he's a closet swing dancer. He knows how to do these moves. Does a, does a quick swing back and forth. Well, it's hard. To, you have to, like, watch this movie again. It's amazing. Um... He is just full on knowing how to do it. This is twirling, dancing, kind of doing the moves exactly to be. Then back to come back to his friends, watching this happen. On they're like in awe. They can't believe this is perfectly happening for him right now. Getting out of his doldrum, out of his depression. Also makes me think when well, John Favreau can actually do this dance again. And now they're actually dancing cheek to cheek again. But back to the swinging. And now he does a full dip on her, which is perfect. And they're like, Vince Vaughn's about to cry because it's so beautiful. Uh. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's my favorite movie from the 90s, probably. Um, maybe True Romance. I forget when I watched that. But it kind of takes me back to the day where things were a little bit more simple. You can go out, meet people, not apps and stuff like that. And just mostly mostly that whole scene, I was just looking at Mikey's friends be so supportive and just looking at how he was acting out there and just being really, really happy that he kind of broke out of like whatever that you need to break out and it just reminded my, myself my friends have like offered to do that for me um but i'm scared of shit to do that especially now you can't do that now but i had one friend who wanted just to have me i think yeah we can get back into these like in another episode and stuff like that i think that'd be great like content and stuff like that but i had one friend that saw me actually do I didn't do well but I did like I, I was just somehow did something similar at some kind of like really really swanky like 
bar in um, the San Diego area, or not a bar. It was a re- it was a hotel ballroom or something, a hotel lobby, um, and just do that and, and be able to like dance with some random woman and stuff like that. Um, and that was pretty much it. But it made me look really really cool. And I think after that, I went for and go, man, we need to make have a day about you. We need to like have, like it was all about you. Just have a night out all about you. And I was afraid. I was afraid that I was going to ruin the whole ma- magic of that one moment. I did look like I was a shit. Um, and I didn't want to like go and do whatever he had. They had it planned and stuff like that. And I kind of like kept shrugging it off. I just didn't feel like doing that and stuff like that. It just felt like I was going to ruin that moment and fail miserably. If the pressure was on. And another thing about me. I hate pressure. You pressure me. You pressure me to do a lot of things. I will put up a wall. And be defiant. In doing whatever you want to do. And that's just me. And I like to be relaxed. And this is why I did the podcast today. Without a net. I was like. Let's watch a movie. Let's talk about this one movie. I really really like. And kind of get to know me a little bit. And. I'm pretty sure just being vulnerable, kind of understanding what I'm going through, um, being in my 40s, living in San Diego, in time of corona, really can't meet anyone new unless you wear a mask. I've kind of skirted that a little bit where I meet people in a small like sector that definitely only see each other and stuff like that. Me, I only go to work, and now I'm working remotely for this new job until I have a reason to be in the office to kind of help with things, um, get trained and stuff like that. But I miss this. The one thing about this movie wasn't how Mikey's moves on Heather Graham um, or John Favreau's moves on Lorraine. Let's mix up characters and actors' names. But his friends in the background cheering him on, being very happy, being very supportive, and just... Seeing him break out of his rut and just being a little bit happy and being all about him. And that's kind of what I miss. And that's probably why I kind of want to do like this podcast just to kind of, it's like probably self-therapy for me, honestly. I definitely think it's probably like self-therapy. Just be able to kind of go through all this, this kind of rough time. It is New Year's Eve. I'm recording this of 2020. It's been a very shit year. It's been a horribly shit year. And I I miss my life, even though it wasn't much to celebrate, worked a lot, was really unsatisfied with the job I was doing. And then the job kind of evolved into something that I kind of felt importance, a little bit of purpose and stuff like that. But I felt like I'd taken the last four years of like a detour to kind of see what I was all about. And... I, I'm hoping 2021 becomes that way. And I'm hoping that I definitely shouldn't work off like a program schedule or some kind of thing for this podcast. I think I'm doing really well just working with net, talking to myself, monologuing, and just kind of seeing what there is. But I'm hoping 2021 is going to be a little bit different. We have a new president. We have a little bit more responsibility. We have a vaccine coming. And hopefully at some point we'll be able to be free again and kind of 
catch up with all the different people. And I'm hoping to catch up with some people in this podcast. I'm hoping that that will happen. Um, we'll see how it works out. We'll see how this first episode turns out. Reception, if anyone listens to it besides myself and maybe a few people that I kind of call out on Facebook, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. I'm hoping that things get better. And I'm hoping to kind of have th- different things to talk about that are engaging. Um, but yeah, this is Social Dragonfly. We'll talk more about, more about why I named it that. But um, I feel like it might work perfectly. And um, hope to hear from you. Hope to you come back for the next episode. Thanks. Here, ma'am, where do the high school girls hang out around here? You know what, ma'am? You were fucking off your ass tonight. did you learn to do all your stuff, man? A twirly whirly. Jack Knight, shut up. I took a ballroom class with Michelle. And she's the only one I danced with till tonight. That Lorraine is good, though. You are definitely good. Did you even see how she was vibing you tonight? Sorry, man. You know what? You probably could have hit that if you didn't have to take a home. Definitely not like that. Give me that shit, Mike. I think she liked you. I know she I liked really me. do. Okay, I know she liked me. I just didn't want to do anything tonight. Yeah, you know what, Mike? Honestly, you should probably wait three days before you You don't have to wait three days. You know what? You should wait three days. You know what? You should wait three days. You know what? I have it under control, okay?